All right, good people, great people. We are here. I am Mr. Dark Eye. You tuned in to the Mr. Dark Eye podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music Radio, the home of motivation to trust God and live your dreams as promised. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, man, but I really do admire you guys as entrepreneurs. I've been looking up to you since we met, and I think that you are doing a great job at all the things you got your hands in, at least from my perspective, which y'all might have something different to say about it, huh? But in the building, I have... Ryan Sanderson and David Stringer. We're going to give them applause. Welcoming you Thank in. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, awesomeness. I'll do, my, I'll do my queen wave. There you go. There you go. Right. That's what's she, up. She actually does it like this. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 never mind. Okay. <laughs> Three more fingers than I'm used to receiving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to have you guys in the building. How are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. It's a bit of really funny day it's been a day yeah. it's been a but funny day it's yeah. been a good day it, it has been a classic entrepreneurial day yeah, yeah. Fridays right yeah well it's Friday I had a full schedule okay um, and last night my car decided to change the entire schedule yeah that happened so so I, I spent my time in a dealership this morning getting uh-huh. my car repaired and um, yeah it's it's so everything got thrown off but I yeah. was on uh meets and phone calls and you know it's kind of just what you do you have to just bounce around as an entrepreneur so yeah my car has been giving me problems for the past two months but you know we still here what about you ryan how was your day how's it been different it's it's monday funny and different yeah a monday not a friday okay same same thing so i didn't have the car trouble and i would have loved to been in a dealership but if i'm in a dealership it's because i'm buying a car look at oh oh, okay all right used to be like Every other day, I was buying a new car. And then the whole entrepreneurial journey, I realized, oh, crap, I don't make any money anymore. Uh-huh. And so now I don't get to buy new cars. So, no, mine was uh, dealing with the government because as an entrepreneur, you got to yeah. pay taxes. Yep. Of course, you pay taxes Absolutely. six ways to Sunday. And I've been fighting with them all day long on a bill that I paid. Oh. That I can prove that I paid. Right. And their website shows that I paid. Yeah. But that website hasn't linked over to another department. And so the other department doesn't think I paid it. Okay. And they're trying to come asking me for a payment send me to debt collections when I'm showing them a screenshot that shows the date that I paid. Mm. So I've been dealing with that all day and I was on the phone and of course it's the government. So they, uh, they have an office, but that office has actually moved, but this office doesn't have that office's address. And then when you go to the other office, if you finally find it, the department that does the very specific thing that I need help with is Mm -hmm. also at a different office and they don't have that office's address. And there's only two people there and neither of those two people answer their phones. And just think you pay for that. I paid six times for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so wow. That, was, that was my day. I was trying to chase down a payment that I already paid so that I didn't get in trouble for not paying, paying what it. I paid. Yeah. Well, funny and different, and I find that interesting uh, on, on all levels, man. But at the end of the day, you guys are here, and I'm excited to have you here. We're going to talk about life as being an entrepreneur and some of the great things that you all are building and working on in Rock Hill that can help people that want to be like us like that's crazy right like they want to be like us it's a disease yeah you know because (laughs) it's like you 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 don't want to work a nine to five then so you you work from 24 to 7 exactly (laughs) that's right you work all the time exactly 
it's Man. like okay you know what did i do what did, did i need, do i need to rethink this thing or whatever i think that's one of the most uh misunderstood fundamentals of being an entrepreneur yeah because from the outside like today mm-hmm. like you, you take my day today from the outside it's like wow he's got all this time to go and do all these other things and mm-hmm. he's all over the place. And that must be really awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And then from the inside, it's like, where the hell is David? We need him here today because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's one of those things. I think it's one of the big misnomers when it comes to what it means to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And it, it's often very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, here's another funny one that I think is kind of along the same lines. I want to be an entrepreneur, so I don't have a boss. Yeah, I'm sorry. That part. I, that one a lot. I have six bosses as an entrepreneur, so <laughs> you know there, there is no escape from having a boss, uh, having time commitments, having responsibility, being a slave to your schedule. There's no. Just because I'm an entrepreneur doesn't mean those things don't exist. Right. It just means that I exist differently than saying I'm going to have a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And so both are equally awesome depending on your point of view, yeah. depending on what you really want to do as a person or what, you know, what you really enjoy. So mm-hmm. um, I think what I uh, what I try to do with any young new entrepreneurs try to just knock all of that shine off yeah you know just as quick as you can just knock all of those BS truisms oh I will be my own boss mm-hmm. no I'm sorry you will not be I will have discretionary income to spend whenever I want <laughs> yeah no, that's you funny. will not you will be poor <laughs> you will be broke you will owe someone else a lot of money for a long long time yep I and agree so, I agree but real quick, let's back up real quick because I didn't get the opportunity to let you all give a formal introduction of yourselves and what you do. Because, you right because they like they they my listeners are like, okay, okay, who David Stringer, Ryan guys? Sanders, like who are they guys? Like who are they? What do they do? Yeah. All right, so whoever wants to go first. I threw your starting off. Oh well, he's just letting me go first because I'm old. He's a gentleman. That's right. And yeah. a scholar. Age, That's, there you go. Age before beauty, right? <laughs> so uh, I am David Stringer. Yes. Um, I. Uh, uh, it's funny. I I introduce myself now as an entrepreneur first, mm-hmm. um, and second, I introduce you know what I've been doing for the last twenty years that I can say I'm a you know a real entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I am the CEO, founder, and CEO of a company called Insignia Group, which is a software consulting content generation company in the automotive industry. Okay. Um, we've been doing this um, since the early 2000s. Uh, we work with, um, sp- specifically, we work with helping uh, OEMs and dealerships merchandise accessories, the stuff to change your car when you buy it, mm-hmm. um, at the time of sales and service. So um, we've been doing that for a long time, headquartered here in Rock Hill. Um, and then uh over that time, you know, when I don't know, maybe I got bored at Insignia Group and decided let's do a bunch of other stuff. Um, my kids call it uh, that I'm I truly am ADD, but I don't. I argue that I think it's my superpower. But um, so I started doing additional things outside of Insignia Group. We um, spun off a company called Your Configurator. Uh, I've always been really um, involved in the Rock Hill entrepreneurial um, ecosystem through RHEDC, Rock Hill Economic Development Corporation. Um, And then through that connection to the technology incubator, um, I met Ryan and uh, we um, discovered 
that we were probably um, cut from the same cloth somewhere up in heaven um, because our minds are very similar. We, we come at things very differently, but our minds work very similarly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we found that we were uh, excellent. Um, uh, what is the right word? We, we take ideas out of the thin air and we mm -hmm. make them real. And so we've done it a couple of times now and uh, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but you know, that's my history. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a Rock Hill native, so I'm a transplant here. That's a whole nother story. But I mean, you know, the idea is I've, I've come here, found that Rock Hill has this great uh, ecosystem. It, it's pronounced eco, right? Mm -hmm. Ecosystem, not mm -hmm. ecosystem, ecosystem. Eco. And uh, I'm hearing it a lot. That's an ecosystem. We, it's, it's, Anyway, <laughs> not ADD at all. Not ADD at all. <laughs> let ecosystem. him go. Let him go. I, anyway, I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll stop talking now. It's all good. <laughs> all right. He's like, finally, go ahead. <laughs> no, we, we have a, a great balance back and forth because we've done this a few times. So, mm -hmm. uh, yes, my name is Ryan Sanderson. Uh, anybody in, in Rock Hill that's familiar with Knowledge Perk, that's probably going to be how they know me. Some of mm -hmm. the founders of Knowledge Perk, a coffee company in town. Um, and like David, I'm actually not from Rock Hill. I'm a transplant. Okay. Uh, my family was military, uh, so we lived all over the place. I've lived all over the world. Um, I was in the Air Force as well, so I served. And then uh, I served outside of uh, Columbia at McIntyre National Guard Base. So mm -hmm. when my family ended up in York County, that's just kind of the last place that we were, and that's where we've stayed. Uh, my wife and I bought our first house in Fort Mill, and we just fell in love with York County, and we fell in love with Rock Hill specifically. So my background was coffee. I did stuff with uh, Starbucks. I was a general manager and then a project manager for Starbucks. I did stuff with Harris Teeter. I got super lucky a few years ago and went to work for a startup company called Get Spiffy. I started in operations with them and went to sales. Uh, and that was kind of where my whole life changed was going to sales for a startup company. One, I fell in love with startups and I fell in love with entrepreneurship and it really started um, filling some of the gaps that I had in my career from a corporate standpoint. I liked what I did, but there was stuff missing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of what was missing was the the unknown, the the chaos, the, the stuff that comes with a startup. And that happened in that startup that I was working with. And then I fell in love with sales and I realized that there's something about relationship building. There's something about the sales aspect. And, you know, they, people say it and they mean it kind of cliche, but it's very true. Everybody's selling all the time. You're always selling yourself, your brand, your, no matter what you do in some way, shape or form, you're selling. The reality is some people never realize that, so they never get good at it. Some people realize that and they've got a knack for it and they become excellent at it. And if you become excellent at sales, then almost any door is open because if you're good at sales, almost by default, you're good at building relationships. And I found that that's part of actually where my passion came in, almost more so than entrepreneurship was building relationships and selling things. Um, and by building relationships, that's how I really got involved on the entrepreneurial side. Uh, met David, and like you said, we, we have a, a knack for seeing things from a different perspective that come together for a common purpose. Um, I do think we're pretty decent at taking absolutely nothing and turning it into something. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I, I started with Knowledge Perk. Actually, my first startup was a, a company called Scraps. It was a trash company. Uh, started that, ended up exiting out of my half of that. Knowledge Perk was the next thing. And then since then, we've partnered on uh, a half a dozen things. And I've, I've realized that I could never go back to a job because I would be the world's worst employee. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love entrepreneurship. You know, I'm sitting here listening to David talk about his, you know, his day. 
and he's talking about you know what what other people think entrepreneurship is right and you know and i'm seeing that and i'm also mm-hmm. seeing the 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 other side of that from the entrepreneurial part where i was actually just at somebody's house last night and they were talking about you know it must it must suck to be an entrepreneur because I own the business, so I do have to be there for the holidays. I've got to be there for when somebody calls out, there isn't anybody there. I've got to go do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing that. And they're thinking, you know, oh, it suck to always be on call. You always got to be in the job. You know, they're appreciative of their nine to five. Right. And at the same time, just before that conversation happened, I hear them talking about how much they hate their nine to five. There's right. a security in only having to work inside that, that time frame, mm-hmm. but they don't love it. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't occur to me that, okay, they think it's terrible that I got to go work on a Saturday night because something happened. And I'm thrilled right. that I get to go work on a Saturday right. night because I'm having a blast. Right. Like, I love what I do 24-7, so I don't see it as work. So just mm-hmm. the mindset difference when you do start to get an entrepreneurship and you realize it's your calling, it's your passion as mm-hmm. much as it's anything – it just—I think we th- we we just think differently. Uh, yeah, and, and I know you get that. It's just- oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I definitely get that or whatever. But real quick, I remember when I when we uh, met at the um, Bell X Prize mm-hmm. experience. If I'm not mistaken, did you not say that you don't even like coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I no. You're, you're close. Oh, you I'm close. I, I do like coffee. I yeah. said that I didn't get into business to do coffee. Okay. Coffee is not my goal. Now, my main source of income comes from coffee. Yeah. Uh, coffee <laughs> is my biggest company. Yeah. But that was not my driving motivator behind the business. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you were close. Now, so I, do, I do like coffee. It's, I do like yeah. Coffee. Okay. It's like, it's like I, I got, I'm in the car business and I've been in the car business for 20 years. Yeah. And if you had told me in college when I graduated, hey, David, you're going to work with car dealers for the rest of your career. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, no, uh-uh, yeah. I'm out. Sorry. I got to go. Right. Uh, because I mean the, the 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 perception of car dealers, the automotive. I'm not a car guy, mm-hmm. so similar to Ryan, it's just a means to an end. Yep. What I wanted to do was build a company. What mm-hmm. I wanted to do was find something that somebody wasn't doing, and do it better, or or do it in a way that nobody else was doing, and make a company out of it. You know, that's what. So it it could have been. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. It could have been microphones. I mean, it's the first thing I think of it. Right, right. Um, but I mean, it doesn't matter what it is sometimes. You don't have to love, you don't have to be the most expert on cars. You don't have to be the expert on coffee. Right. You become those things because it, it, like, I'm a pretty good, I mean, people call me now all the time. Hey, what kind of car should I buy? Yep. Right. It's like, I don't know. I don't sell cars, but I do know a lot about cars and I can tell you a ton about cars now because it's just, you just soak it in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not a car guy, but I'm in the car business Mm -hmm. and I've become a car guy by the fact that I wanted to build a company. And that's, I I think that's kind of the similar. Mine was the same thing. If you'd have told me that I was going to work in coffee 10 years ago, I would have laughed at you. Because I started in at Starbucks. That was my first real career mm-hmm. was in Starbucks. And I kind of rose through ranks pretty quickly. And it just, I never saw myself going back to, to coffee. Then when I got my sales job, mm-hmm. I was in sales. I made great money. Mm-hmm. I got paid to take people out to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Awesome. It was, it was fantastic. I put, on a, <laughs> I put on a ton of weight. So that wasn't great. Expense but, account. Yeah, Expense it, account. it was fabulous. 
And and so if you'd have told me then I was going to go back to retail, let alone coffee, yeah, I would have told you you lost your freaking mind. Right. So it wasn't for me. It wasn't about the coffee. Exactly like David said, it was about the opportunity to go build and do something. Somebody else that I knew wanted to do coffee. That was their passion. Mm-hmm. They had no idea how to go build that business. Right. And okay. my thing was, okay, you know what? I know something about coffee. I do like coffee. It's not my passion, but I like coffee. He loves coffee. Mm-hmm. So if he's got that, he can't build a business. Well, I think I can build a business. And that's what it was. Yeah. Now, I do love coffee now. And, you know, I, I, we get to travel to other countries. We get to try stuff. I know a lot about coffee. Like you said, mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee expert, but I've got a lot of coffee knowledge. But my passion isn't coffee. My yeah. passion is can I deliver something to a customer that they've never had before? And Absolutely. I, and, and to pick up on that, and I think that's a good lesson for would be wanting to be entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs who are just struggling to find that idea. If I could just figure out this idea that mm-hmm. I have or that I'm, I just, I want to go into business. So I just got to figure out the right idea. Actually, the idea is just the kernel. That is not going to sustain a business. Absolutely. Are you a leader? Mm-hmm. Are you organized? And again, you can be a CEO and not be organized. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. <laughs> right? <laughs> Me too. Can you yeah. surround, can I think you we surround all are allowed to some degree. Yeah. Can you surround yourself with people that can counterbalance? <clears throat> and do you have the ego to be able to counterbalance your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Right? So can you be a leader? Can you surround yourself or create the the strengths around your weaknesses? Um, can you inspire people? And that's kind of like leadership, but it's not. But, you know, you can be a leader and not inspire people, mm-hmm. right? You can inspire people, but not lead them either. Mm-hmm. So you have to find both. And, and that's what makes a true entrepreneur. Not, I've got a great idea. The great idea could be anything you know, you, you could be, you could go buy a franchise and be a great business owner and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people um, who have bought franchises and the template is there, the business is there. And uh, uh, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The gentleman who owns Jimmy John's here in, um, in Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm blanking on his name. I hope he doesn't see this. Um, <laughs> anyway, great entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And scaling his business, figuring it out. Um, and so, I think that's one of the things if you want to be an entrepreneur, don't struggle so hard for that idea that right. I've got to find that idea. You don't really need to have an idea. You just you just need to be a leader. I mean, that's that's kind of where I came from it. I uh, Somebody asked me the other day, uh, I was doing a, a sort of a mentor session and they were like, how did you take your idea and start making money off of it? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it didn't really start with the idea. Right. It started with the de- the desire. So I started out in as a graphic designer. I graduated with a, mm-hmm. um, an English degree. Was going to go into journalism. Uh, decided to go into marketing. Uh, my senior year, graduated with a, a, an English degree, but I was really into graphic design. So went to work at a ad agency. Went to work at another company. Was doing a lot of graphic design stuff. And then I hung my own shingle because I couldn't stand working for a company. Mm-hmm. So I hang my own shingle. I start doing graphic design stuff, but I discovered it, it, it was very what I call hand to mouth work, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's job to job to job to job. There's no stability. Mm-hmm. So how I became an entrepreneur was I was looking for a way to develop a product that would pay me even if I didn't have to do anything, mm-hmm. right? So 
it could have been anything. And 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 I told this person, and I guess I'm telling you now, I went through a couple of different iterations of mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, one iteration, which is fun, which is funny to see how they uh, they, they they come about now. Uh, back in '98, um, we, I was part of a startup called Miles for Sale. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that you would sell your airline miles for people to buy them, right? Isn't this hilarious? Because you do it now today, right? right? Right. And and that was another, that was like one that failed, right? Because it was too early. People didn't understand it. We didn't have these wonderful things. And the, my cell phone's right. I'm looking at. Um, you know, we didn't have these kinds of things that connected. Here's another one that, that's hilarious. Mygolfstats.com mygolfstats.com I own that domain okay. in 98 okay yes I owned it I had a spreadsheet that was going to be my software package that you would track your and, I, and again 98 we didn't have smart watches we didn't have all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but what I was thinking was god it would be so neat if we had this device that while we were playing golf I could put all my stats in right and so I created on a spreadsheet I own the domain for you know a hot while totally forgot about it mm-hmm. like woke up in 2002 oh and was like after insignia group had gotten going you know it was probably like 2006 or 8 i mm-hmm. went and looked it up and i i forgot to renew it i had like bought it for like five or ten years and i forgot to renew it wow and and now it's gone of course but i mean now we have all these amazing you know these apps right, right? so again you're gonna go through these uh, kissing a lot of <laughs> princes or kissing a lot of frogs to get the prince right right? so as an entrepreneur you just have to keep going and keep iterating and finding that one thing that springs to life for you that will will inspire your next journey as the entrepreneur but but the idea doesn't really have to come in your head i mean this thing for me fell out of the sky for for insignia group that's what i believe happens to a lot of us it just kind of just stumble you stumble up you on stumble something on it, right you know because i know for me you know i just wanted to do music that's it mm-hmm. but my struggle with chasing the dream all those years had me thinking about all these ideas of what would make it easier for me mm-hmm. you know to be able to create opportunities right here where i'm at you know because i just I, I felt like I just couldn't pack up and travel mm-hmm. and go somewhere where I felt like opportunities was there. So I'm like, well, why isn't opportunities where I live? Mm-hmm. You know, so all of that brought me to me figuring out, like, I can be a, a bridge to some of those opportunities. And that's mm-hmm. what brought me into the world of being an entrepreneur, because I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to do music. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm a musician, not a stop. I'm a musician. Yeah, not an that's it. That's all I wanted to do was do music. But then, you know, here I am getting artists in the area calling me, asking me, like, how are you doing this and how are you doing that? You know, and then I'm giving information. And then, you know, in 2016, when I lost my job and I'm still getting these calls, I'm like, hold on. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, like, I can charge for this, you know? So that's kind of where it started for me. But it, I stumbled upon it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it became this passion because more and more problems I've seen, the more and more I wanted to help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I'm like, okay, but I can still be getting paid, though. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. Um, we were, your camera went out. I don't know if you Yeah, it's, it, it's okay. only had 20 minutes. That's uh, all I needed. That's fine. Um, uh... What was I gonna say? I forgot. Oh, See, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about music, entrepreneurship. 
Yeah, keep yeah, going. I I'll come back. Yeah. I don't know. It'll come back. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, uh, you, you said a couple things oh, there. Oh, getting paid for what you do. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was one of the things that I was thinking. Is like, yeah. when when you realize that you've got something, you're like, okay, I can charge for this. Yeah. And then the first person actually pays for it. Yeah. You're onto something. Exactly. Like, right. That that yeah. that's a starting point. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because what I'm I'm like I'm just I'm like what I'm doing here with you guys. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is like we just talking and I'm giving information and then they're paying for it for about an hour. And I'm like, oh, God, it's like and it goes from. <laughs> oh, wait, we're paying for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, you, you didn't know that. I didn't you, know you, that. Oh, you get the invoice after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, my God. What is this? Whose knowledge are we giving here? <laughs> but yeah, you know, you it was coffee beans as payment. Hey, yeah, right. I will. I will. Yeah. You know, am I, uh, the Super Icer Brothers are not open today, surprisingly, but they sponsor my show so yeah. you were, i mean i'm 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 sorry that y'all wasn't able to indulge but next time you know nice. but yeah but um great great icy great ices over there but um but yeah i was i was blown away by the fact that i was able to actually make money doing that you know and um and and being in a position where it's like i'm solving a problem that i really didn't know existed for everyone yep <laughs> but it, you know but but it but it was revealed to me that um, you know more people than myself are struggling with this, and to this day, I still see so many um, um, you know artists in this area that you know just sitting on their talent and they're not doing anything about it because they don't even believe the resources are here. Yep. Um, but speaking of musicians, Ryan, you're a musician. Yes, sir. I didn't know that, man. Really? I, w- I, I found out from the video. Which video? I don't know. It's a few of them that you posted, I yeah. believe. But I didn't know that. How long? What, where is that coming from? When did it, you? It's scary how talented his family is musically. It's yes. like oh, so you, it runs in the family. Oh, yes, yeah. that's me, my brother, and my sister. Uh, so we we have been we have been doing music since I, I think I was probably four. Yeah. Uh, so I started off with the piano. My house has uh, piano, guitars, harmonicas. Get um, out, man. Yeah, so we actually, we recorded an album in Nashville for free because we wow. won a nationwide contest when I was 15. There was a talent search wow. in Little Beach for the nation, and we actually won it. Um, and so we recorded our first official album was in Nashville. At, uh, we did a lot of Southern Gospel music. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if you're familiar with the Hoppers and Southern Gospel music, but we actually recorded check them out. studio in Nashville. So yeah, I've been in, in music, and we we traveled and sang, and a lot of it was a, we we love we love singing we love music uh, we all grew up playing different instruments singing a lot of vocals um, and then some of that was also from a personal standpoint uh, you know just I don't mind telling people you know, my dad left when I was younger we needed to pay bills and that was actually one of the things that we did was when we traveled and sang the money that came in from us traveling and singing actually helped pay like family bills and that's how we afforded stuff wow, um, wow. and so that finally just went away really when when as we got older. Um, I started working a whole lot more, you know, brother and sister kind of went their directions. My sister went to school. Uh, she does stuff in the medical field. And so that kind of fell apart, but we still get together every now and then, or I'll show up at slow play on a karaoke night and pull out a harmonica or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. So you actually was out there making money doing music. We were. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. I didn't know that, you know, you know, you're humble about it. You don't really talk about it. I don't. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Yeah, that was the way I made money first. I made money off of music before I ever had my first job. Wow, wow, ain't 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 that a fun fact? It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I love music. Yeah, and you got a bus name called. And we got a bus name called. Yeah, actually, the public doesn't know this. So, but I mean, I think we did technically announce it on social media. So yeah, but we haven't done anything with it yet. But we actually have a second bus. Oh, really? Right now, yeah, we bought a second bus. And you uh, second location. We got a second location. I'm 
We are back and forth with attorneys all week trying to get our lease signed. I'm yeah. hoping and praying we sign the lease next week. Yeah. Um, Fort Mill. Fort Mill, yep. Yeah, y'all love Fort Mill. I love Fort Mill. <laughs> I, I can't wait to have a knowledge break in Fort Mill. Yeah, I believe Fort Mill is waiting on a knowledge break. It, it is waiting. Yeah. Yeah. The environment in there is really dope, man. You know, when you walk in there, um, I don't know. It's just different. This is different. You got a different type of, it doesn't feel like a coffee shop. Thank you. We've actually had a few people say that. Yeah. You know, it it feels like uh, more of a place where that you are welcome to come hang out, do whatever you need to do, take care of business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just so happens to sell coffee. Yep. You know, and uh, the the cinnamon rolls, ladies and gentlemen, is delicious. <laughs> so delicious that you're wondering, like, how is this healthy? <laughs> yes. That's, yes. yes. I, I want to say things, but I, I'm just incriminating my cinnamon rolls. So I don't don't do yeah, that. Just, don't do that. You're ruining it for me, yeah, man. Nope. So they are fabulous. Um, yes. And if, if calories is not a problem for you, then my cinnamon rolls for you. Oh, okay. So there's some stuff there. It, okay. It might be a little something. Something there. Either way. With the cream cheese icing. Either way is yeah. delicious, man. Delicious. I had one time they um, because I normally go in there and get when I get them it's just like room temperature or whatever. Yep. But I can't remember who it was one of your employees. I can like, you want me to warm it up for you this morning? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And my god, it's it something was something else, bro. <laughs> my god. <laughs> There's Every... a reason I actually don't spend too much time in the shop because when they're baking those things, yeah, it is impossible to not get one. Man, so I spend more time at the Gravity Center working in the office there so that I'm not in the shop because I did a really good job during COVID losing weight. Yeah. I lost about 37 pounds during COVID. Yeah. And if I spend time in my shop, I'm going to put it all right back on on cinnamon rolls. Yeah, them cinnamon rolls are amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, Definitely. You have them? You have them, Dave? You got them? The cinnamon, cinnamon rolls? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not a sweets guy. So, okay, you're not. Yeah, right. so I would share it with, you know, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle or you know somebody else so <laughs> absolutely absolutely but real quick my segment is running out we're gonna take a break we're gonna jump right back in so we won't lose this energy y'all listen to the Mr. Dark Eyes show we got Ryan Sanderson and David Stringer in the building we talking about life as entrepreneurs and eating sweets we'll be right back listening to still listening to the mr dark eye podcast and i got david stringer and ryan sanderson in the building and i want to talk about the big building that you guys are in right now it's a co-working space and uh it's a, it's a it looks like y'all done, done some work on the outside and got some stuff out there looking all nice and pretty let's talk center. about the gravity center all awesome. right yeah <laughs> Yeah, so the Gravity Center is a um, it's the hub of entrepreneurship in uh, York County. Um, yes, it was um, stood up by entrepreneurs in the area as a way to bring together all of the disparate programs, all the disparate energy that is going on for entrepreneurship and just give it a home, bring it together so that the entrepreneur who's getting started or the entrepreneur who has a business already going and yep. wants help, you know, uh, just because you've started a company and it's two years old and you've made it that far doesn't mean you've made it. You don't, you, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it is meant to be the, the hub that we bring everybody together. Um, uh, we just did our, uh, our, um, 
strategic plan. And in that process, we kind of tweaked our vision statement, which I love. It is uh, entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs go to the next level, you know, okay. get the ben- get the best out of themselves. And so uh, that that's really the spirit of it. And so it's more than just a co-work space. We have co-work space. Um, we have programming that is partners with the city and RHEDC. Uh, partners with um, uh, York County Launchpad, which is a, its own program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our own services that we're starting to develop, to develop like entrepreneur residents, um, you know, preferred partners, um, these kinds of things. Um, so we, uh, we opened the doors in April. Um, then we did a, um, uh, we did a search for uh, an executive officer and we hired Hannah Horn. Uh, we poached her really out of uh, Hilton Head. And um, she's been an awesome add to the team. She's been exactly what we were um, looking for. Our goal was to hire a CEO mm-hmm. uh, of the Gravity Center, and we did that. And um, and so it's a great partnership uh, with the city of Rock Hill to have Hannah uh, on um, the Gravity Center um, organization in order to you know further the programming and build um, you know, build what we have. So it's a really neat, really neat thing. There are 10 board members, uh, 10 investors of the gravity center. So, uh, it's a for-profit entity, which, you know, kind of surprises people sometimes. Um, but we did that because we were 10 entrepreneurs that came together and what are 10 entrepreneurs know about a nonprofit, right? And so we didn't feel that that was the right, uh, way to portray our, portray ourselves out into the community. We mm-hmm. wanted people to understand that our goal was we are a for-profit company. Now we're going to set up a 501c3 to handle our grants and handle, you know, donations and things like that for our programming specifically. Mm-hmm. But the core of the Gravity Center, the space itself, the uh, the programming that we're going to give to our membership, you know, that is the how do we hustle? How do we make sure that our product is exactly what the entrepreneur needs? And so being a for-profit company keeps us in that healthy tension of making sure we have a product that really sells. So absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you what are your you all's individual roles in with the Gravity Center? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, Ryan and I are, are co-founding board members. So okay. we, we, we brought people together. Okay. Um, and then we have, um, uh, we do have an executive committee. Um, Ryan is a, is an executive member of the board. Uh, I'm the president of the board of the board. Uh, then we have two other board, uh, members, three other board members. Um, we've got, uh, Mike Zimke, who, uh, is also a board member and he's our, uh, treasurer, uh, Doug, My- yeah, three. Doug Myracuno, uh, who is our vice president, um, and then uh, Tadian Page, who is our secretary. Um, and then we have our other board members. Help me um, is uh, Mike Gettings yep. uh, of Panther Heating and Air, um, Charles Lindsay McAlpine of City Sculpt, uh, Robert Alexander, um, um, Coroplast. Well, he, that's who he works for. I don't know if it's not chloroplast specifically, but what's the yeah. name of his? Oh, his uh, it's uh, Amira Light Services, Amira Light Consultants. There you go. Thank you. One of those. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Samantha Craighauser uh, from. Craig Sauser. He's been trying. I've been trying. One day he's going to get it. I'm going to get it one day. Sorry, Samantha. We we call her Mama Samantha. Um, She's actually my mama, so it's like, it's why. Samantha Craig Sauser is actually my mom. 
Like you're for real? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were going through the strategic plan and I said something super smart like to my mom and the lady's looking at me like, oh my God, did you really just say that? I'm like, no, she's my mom. She, she and she went the whole mom. first day and she didn't <laughs> oh. realize that. So Wow. Yeah. Okay. And she is the CEO. Samantha is the CEO of the Adult Enrichment Center. Okay. Um, and then uh, Don, Don Johnson of mm-hmm. State Farm uh, here in Rock Hill. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's our so so these ten individuals came together uh, and said we want to carry on mm-hmm. a lot of the energy and effort um, that started really way 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 back. I mean, we have to go way back into uh, RHEDC and mm-hmm. Stephen Turner when he and his group. Um, cast this area of uh old town downtown whatever we want to call it you know from cherry road at winthrop all the way down through uh saluda through that area near where comporium is and up around where um you know oakland and charlotte where where the building is uh cast it as knowledge park you Mm -hmm. know the whole concept that this was a business park and that Mm -hmm. was that was really cool. I was in that first sort of strategy meeting where they're like testing out ideas. Right. And he explained it. And I was like, that is freaking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, to to draw this line around this disparate area in downtown Rock Hill and mm-hmm. call it a knowledge, call it a business park yeah. and, and, and to give it a name. And th- that, boom, that blew up. And, um, and out of that came the technology incubator. Yeah. Um, so that's REGDC had gotten together in the city and they created the technology incubator. Insignia Group, my, my company was one of the founding members of the technology incubator. Okay. And we were a sponsor for, you know, many years. Um, and so that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the TI and David Warner and all his work, I mean, it, it just all was this snowball that was continuing to roll forward. Mm-hmm. And the Gravity Center is just that next, oh, the snowball got just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the embodiment of, of what we are trying to accomplish. And I think we're accomplishing it. I mean, yeah. we, we've done a ton of stuff in the first since April of this year. So. Yeah. And we can come back to Gravity Center in just a second, but it, yeah. it struck me since, you know, the, the idea of this podcast is talking about entrepreneurship and, right. and the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, it struck me that both of you said something okay. um, that was, it was in the same vein. And I realized it's, it's actually one of the, the differentiators in a true entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, David just said that, you know, one of the ideas behind the Gravity Center, we made it a for-profit business for, mm-hmm. for several reasons. Um, and one of those reasons is because we have we have something of value that people want. We have we have skills. We've we've made mistakes. We've we've um, compiled resources. There's a lot of things in our our insight, our um, resources, our connections, there is a value to them. Now we don't, we're not overblowing that. Um, and there's a reason that it's, you know, there's a nonprofit and a 501c3 and there's ways to give back. But the reality is, is that we have something to offer and it is a value. You said the exact same thing. And that's really where your entrepreneurial journeys took off is mm-hmm. you had information, you've traveled down this music journey and people were calling you mm-hmm. and you said something super important that so many entrepreneurs are afraid to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they'd be become really the entrepreneur until they're willing to say it. So many people feel guilty about charging yes. other yes. people for what they know yep. and their and the value. And you realize that okay, what I've got, I'm not taking advantage of somebody. I don't need to feel guilty. 
I can help this person. I can help them get somewhere farther and faster than I got there because of what I know. Yeah. And there is a value to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the fact that you recognize that and are, we're willing to take that one extra step of not just helping somebody, but recognizing the value in yourself and what you offer and charging for that, that is kind of that that next step into, okay, you're truly, really an entrepreneur. Uh, and, and I think and it's not important. apologizing for right. it. It's okay right. to, it's, to it's have. Out, it's yeah. out of that guilt that you're talking about, yep. but not apologize. I think that's the embodiment. Don't apologize for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, you know, that's what you're doing with, you know, music. And that, yeah. that's, and, and I, I can't emphasize that enough as, you know, to your listeners who want to get on the entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. Don't apologize for making money. That is the core of being an entrepreneur. Um, one of the things I used to do a long time ago when I would do entrepreneurial classes, I would say, whatever your idea is, I want you to take it. And then I want you to find somebody to actually pay for it. Mm -hmm. And if you can't find anybody, it doesn't matter. You don't have to start a company. You don't have to actually create it. I just need you to take your idea, go to somebody and go, give me five bucks for this idea. Mm -hmm. And if somebody will actually pay you for the idea for, yeah, I pay for that. And here's my five bucks to pay you in advance for your idea. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you have something that can make money, you know? Um, one of the big, when we get involved, you know, Ryan and I work with companies, um, you know, entrepreneurs that either get started or they've already started and they need help to, to structure. And one of the big things that we do, we look at the, you know, financials and the balance sheet. And one of the things I zero in on is what is your accounts receivables, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you invoice somebody, somebody, it's, it's always funny, you know, in the sales cycle, people go, oh, we sold something. Great. Did you deliver it yet? Ah, no, we haven't delivered it yet. Okay, then we're not done. Right. Now we've delivered it. Great. Now can we invoice for it? Uh, yes, let's invoice for it. Great. We're not done. We got to get a paycheck. We got to get a check. We have to get paid for whatever it was that we did. And so you look at your accounts receivables and if you're stringing along a customer that isn't paying you, that's a dead customer. Cut them out. You mm -hmm. know, get send them to collections. Mm -hmm. Right. Find a way to get paid for what you do and don't ever apologize for it. So I, I think that's yeah, it's huge. It, it's just absolutely... when we're talking about with the gravity center that that is that's that's one of the things that you said right off the yeah. beginning of this podcast. That yeah. It is it's one of the reasons that we, we've done what we've done with the gravity center and other entrepreneurial pursuits. Is other people need to realize the same thing that you did. Mm hmm that my idea does have value if I've got something of value to offer and people are willing to pay for it. And it's okay for people to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, the big, the big part about it um, with entrepreneurs or people that's thinking about getting into it is figuring out that thing that, you know, that you're great at, you know, that that's going to be something that solves a problem in some way, shape, fashion or form. Um, but, you know, overthinking is, is like an enemy. Yeah. You know, of absolutely. course. Um, I, um, I just I, get it right. Just do it. Yeah, yeah just do it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I but I, I, I got this awesome acronym I just got the other day. Uh, it's uh, KISS. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't forget that. No, right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because I think, and I think I got the acronym at the right time because I feel like for me going into 2022, I'm realizing I need to make things a little bit more simple mm -hmm. in order for me to scale. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, I can't scale 
com- you know, it's when it's complex. It's complicated. Yeah. 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 It is. Well, it's it's hard to scale some. Yeah, it's hard to scale yourself. That's one of the things in entrepreneurship you have to kind of realize. It. Look, if you would like to be a solo accountant mm-hmm. and have and hang your shingle and you know string your CPA and that's all you want to do, mm-hmm. that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you want to build an accounting firm, you can't do every tax, uh, you know, tax uh, filing that comes through the door. You've got to go find three other accountants because guess what you're doing? You're out selling the next job. You're networking. You're going to the Rotary. You're going to our HEDC. You're the one that's promoting Stringer and Associates LP, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just have to decide you know, what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. And not every entrepreneur wants to be a company builder. That That's what attracts, that, that's what mm. Ryan and I love to do, right? We right. love to build companies. I love organizations. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much fun to set up and create an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you you know, that can be around a great idea. It could be around solving a problem. It could be around, uh, we ran into a group uh, that set up a, um, uh, a, a bar, basically. And somebody told this person that set up this great excuse me this great model for this bar go find something that someone else is doing and do it cheaper do it for less right and build a great company around that and he's done it twice yeah and and what what, he's made a ton of money and he's also innovated like crazy in that idea right so i'm just you know all i'm doing is sort of riffing on the idea that entrepreneurs are just there's a huge spectrum of them and i think whether it's scaling you and your product and how your methodology or scaling a product that you developed and it's your baby it's the same thing you you've got to be able to pull in people to help you scale and yeah. so when you're thinking about scaling what you do and excuse me, 2022, um, you know, think about, you know, what is it going to take? And I think you're on the right track of simplifying it. Right. It's going to help you scale whatever it is that you're trying to do. And right. Because because ultimately, um, you know, it started out as me just being a consultant. Right. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I started looking at uh, me offering services for management, doing administration work. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that I'm doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not charging enough money for that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, so now, and then I was overworking myself. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Because each <laughs> artist is like a business. Yep. Yes, it is. You know, yes, so I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I got all these artists, but I'm, I'm, I'm drowned in work, you know, and then text messages, calls, emails, you know, every time there's an issue, I'm like, wait a minute, you can just do it yourself. Right. That's what I want to say. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but I, but I, but I realized that I'm like, now I'm, I, I need to get back to the original mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The one thing that I was doing as far as being a consultant. Yeah. So that's what I'm at now. I feel like at this point, that's what I need to get back to. The original part of this was me being a consultant and yeah. scale from there. Cause yeah. I can sit down and talk to people all day. Yeah. I can so identify with that and very similarly in the music business. So yeah. in 2016, um, 
Uh, my wife, Michelle, and I started, actually, it was just into 2017. We started a music management company. Right, absolutely. We talked about this. Yes, yes. Productions. And, and we picked up a band, and then we kind of did a little process with that band, and then we picked up another band, and then, you know, we started to learn that, you know, this is kind of a tough business just from the management sti- side oh of things. Oh, my gosh, yes. So we get really involved with this one band, Side Hustle. We're still their managers. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville, they're awesome. Side Hustle, the music.com. Yes, we got to check them um, out. Uh, and uh, what I started doing for them back in, I guess it was 18 really heavily in 18 and 19 Mm -hmm. i was doing the bookings for the band Mm -hmm. and here i am running a freaking you know multi-million dollar software company and i'm calling bars and venues and chasing around these people to try to book you know uh this band that's you know an emerging band out of uh, uh, out of uh jacksonville and, you know, I'm getting the runaround. I'm thinking, do these people know who I am? Right, right. <laughs> Which is, I'm so foolish. You know Absolutely. what? So anyway, the point is, is that you you start an endeavor. We started this music management company, and it started with this great concept. Hey, we're good at, you know, helping a band think like a company, mm-hmm. you know, structure like a company, start to organize themselves like a company. And then it went from that into, oh, well, now we, we need to, like, book for them and then oh now it's like we right. need to do their pr and oh now we need to like right. mean, it's like all of a sudden we're doing all these massive things and i ain't got time for that and yes. and, and i could yes. we couldn't scale the business right you know we just couldn't scale the business and so it, it was a gut punch to go all right we've got to unwind all that and mm-hmm. we had to sit down with a band and go look we we i can't spend the time booking you you've got to take that back on right and that was tough you know i mean it was it was a good it was a good cycle and it was great for them to pick it back up but we're now trying to find them uh you know a booking agent i mean there are booking agents out there so right. so it's it, it's about figuring out what you do best in that in that good idea you have and then sticking with it and not trying to overscale. So I, I totally get where you are. Yeah, I, mean, totally I think there's, some, ahead, there's something else to, to that though. Uh, and again, you both just said it. So yeah. you said the thought that came to your mind, like in frustration is just go do it. Yeah. Like and so you, you want them to go do it. Yeah. yeah. And it came to a place where you're at the same place. Like you, yeah. you can't manage anymore. So, um, you know, I think you know, in some ways, potentially from the gravity center's perspective, but also yeah. I would say like, just from, from David and I's perspective of, you know, yeah. who do we want to work with? Um, there's, there's something on the side of my sleeve, you know, and when we designed this t-shirt for, uh, York County hustlers, York County hustlers, yeah. you know, when we designed that for the gravity center, that's, that's who we want to be around. And I think that is one of several traits of an entrepreneur is you've got to be a hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, I know David and I've actually had, so I've got a witness here. We've had a conversation in the past. And one of the things that I said, and was talking about you is man, that dude's out there hustling. Yeah. Like you, you can see it. You're, yeah. you're, you're working now. Always and as working. you go, you're always getting smarter about how you work, Yeah. but it doesn't change the fact that you are just out there hustling. Yeah, man. Right. And it's hilarious. I was, I was sitting down with somebody a couple months ago and he was just, he was, we were just having a conversation and he had a friend of his who is in corporate. And this guy in corporate really wants to go do some stuff. And he, he kind of wants to do this entrepreneurial thing. Um, and he was trying to decide if he was going to approach me and talk to me about some stuff. And uh, he's like, you know, I just, I don't know if I want to, cause like that guy's loaded. And the guy that I'm talking to starts laughing. 
And he's and he's recounting this conversation with his friend. He's like, "You talking about Ryan Sanderson?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, like that dude's just got money like crazy." <laughs> and, 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 and see, and just this other guy he had this exact same response. He's like, "We talking about the same Ryan Sanderson? Yeah. He don't have any money. Like, that dude's broke." He's like, so, and he told him, he said, so that right there tells you, he said, he's out there hustling so hard. Yeah. He's convinced you he's got something that he doesn't yes. have. And eventually he's going to have it. Yeah. And this guy thinks I'm loaded and I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm broke. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're not, none but, of us are loaded. No. I mean, that's a, and, and I think that's, what's also. Most hustlers aren't. Right. But, but they have but the they, potential to be. But yeah, they will yeah. be. Right. Yeah, you will and, be. And and I look, I mean, I I am in a different place. I mean, after twenty years of doing this, right, I'm right, in a different of course, place. Of and, course. And and I always have to one, internally have that narrative in my head about um, you know, one of the things that I do on a weekly basis during the week. I mean, this is such a groundbreaker for me, right? Because I came out of the uh the people that bought my company back in two thousand and one. Um, and own the company until 2008, um, they had the work ethic of just grinders. I mean, they were an, they, they, they were amazing people to learn from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the CEO of that company would show up at 6.30 in the morning at the shop and he'd be there till eight o'clock at night, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd be there every Saturday, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes he'd go in on Sunday. And so when I started to work for him, I really understood, man, this guy puts in the hours. I mean, he just crushes it. And I made some decisions back in that time that I wasn't, I had a young family. He was in his, you know, late at that time, late forties. So he had grown children. So he didn't have a young family at home. I did. And so I constantly had to balance, but I knew that I had to work pretty hard between the hours of 7 a.m. and 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. No problem. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, And as, you know, we bought the company and I started to, you know, get more and more comfortable as being a president and then eventually a CEO, you know, I've made this sort of arc through my journey 20 years later where now once a week during the middle of the week, Thursdays, it's either in the morning or the afternoon, I could play golf. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is for me not to apologize to everybody that I'm playing golf? It's really hard for me to apologize. I, I, I want to. I'm sorry. I, 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 I really apologize. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a, I, I am playing golf. I am so sorry. You must think so little of me because. But it's like, wait, time out. I've been slugging at this for 20 freaking years. You know. You deserve it. I, and that's okay. And yeah. so I'm telling myself I deserve it. And right. That's Absolutely. Okay. So. And what I always try to help a new entrepreneur who sees me, not that I'm like the benchmark of entrepreneurs, but if if you're around me enough, you kind of see what I'm like and how I work and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, just be careful. You don't get handed this. You know, my my kids are funny. They're like, oh my God, it must be awesome to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you've been at it for 20 years, you know, I mean, I'm okay. It does. Exactly. You've got to go through. I can't, we could spend eight podcasts telling you about all the sugar I've been through. (laughs) Right? It's all good, man. I mean, yeah, you can say it because I know what it is. Okay. (laughs) Well, I just, you know, I I don't want to offend, but. Yeah, I mean, we we have terrible mouths, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good. It's salty, salty, salty. Anyway, the point is, is that I have the war stories, yeah. right? And yeah. and not that I, that I'm wearing that around, or I need to be thrown up on a throne for that. I, right, that'd be fine. I mean, throw a little throne. No, I mean, okay. 
<laughs> so yeah but i mean the point is, i'm joking around but the point yeah. is is that you know uh if you get in the game don't look at somebody who's down the road don't look at your mentors mm-hmm. as Look at them as I want to be that someday. I want to earn that someday, but you've got to earn it. You you can't just walk into it. It's not going to get handed to you. Right. And yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's my soapbox cuz I you know I I want people you've got to struggle in order to be in that Man. place where you go, yeah, uh, once a week I'm going to go play golf cuz I I'm, I I deserve it, you know? So anyway. yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. But I, I, I gotta say this to anybody that's wanting to be an entrepreneur as well. Like, it's it's the failures, it's the yeah. uh, the 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 disappointments, you know, the the shortcomings. It, that's for me. That's what I've learned. That's really what's it for me. Like, that's the space where I'm able to figure it out. You know, when you because it's like getting knocked down. You don't want to just get right back up, right? You want to stay down there a little bit, figure out why you down there. No, How I, you got down there? I, I've been scrapping my whole life. I get up, I, I you know, punch me in the face. I'm gonna get right back up. But you know, but, but and, and, I can. But you know, but for me, <laughs> for me, that's what I've that's what I've done because I need to know why I got down there. You know, yeah. I need to know. Um, and I've, I've started to focus more on who I'm becoming versus what I'm acquiring. Yeah. You know, because I feel like who I'm becoming is going to, you know, be the magnet. To everything else, yeah, you know, like you, like y'all said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a hustler, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not married and I don't have kids, yeah. so I can get out here and get it every day, which yeah. I do. I work every day, you and know. I, I think that has a lot to do with you know the ages that we're getting to. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, something happened when I turned forty. It was like, man. I oh yeah, it clicked. Some clicked. I get it now. It's like, yeah. man, why couldn't I have been forty at twenty? I mean, you yeah. know, I, it's 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 a really interesting. You're entering into it. I'm about to go into the next phase. I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, plus I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad yeah. in 40, That's and right. it changed my life. I it wish was... I would have read it 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny. I don't know if you'll recognize this or not, but like this conversation reminds me of a song called Running the Game. I don't know oh, if you've ever heard of it. Oh, my God. It's like, some, some, it's like this album. Got an ambition, right? Yeah, it's, it's a mediocre guy. I mean, the guy's okay. He's a nice guy, but he's got this super cool song called Running the Game. And this whole conversation is just reminding me of that song. <laughs> yeah, you, man. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a guy. Uh, it's a guy. Uh, some people uh, mispronounce his name. Yeah, they call him uh, Mr. Mr. Darkie <laughs> or uh, things <laughs> of that nature. But yeah, but you yeah. know, but yeah, but his name is Dark Eye. Dark I, yeah, he's, yeah. He's I know who you're talking about. I don't about. know if you maybe, I don't know if you got that. Can you put <laughs> it on the podcast? Play it. You know, we you know what? It. I would be able to do that, um, like in the perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, literally, I was thinking uh, this this conversation <laughs> from because when you said you know got to get in the game, remind me of running the game. Yeah, and there's a guy who wrote a song about uh, that. Running the game. Yeah, man. You know, you know that song was uh, written out of frustration. It was. It was spoken it was, like an entrepreneur. I know exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to take a pause for the cause and get into this joint right here. Requested by Ryan. It's called Running the Game by Mr. Dark Eye. Available right now on the God and Ambition EP in digital stores. Make sure you go get that. Hey, run that back from the top.
It ain't about the most powerful in the game, man. It's about who's the most valuable. They want to know what my role is in the game. But I don't have one, homie. I am the game. Yeah, I'm winning and running the game again They wondering how was he doing it He ain't even got a buzz in the city They wanna come close but they never come near me I'm miles ahead of the game, hold up Years ahead of the game, nobody has never been better than me And I'm saying it now before you even mention their name Step in the booth and they go up in flames They wondering how come he ain't famous Gotta be the greatest then, shoulda made it Promise I'ma take it, but they don't have everything You know you was wrong for putting a hit on this beat So I bought it the song Rappers, they put me to sleep They swear they're unique when they sound like the whole industry But wake up and see it, you know what it is Respect me, there's nothing I fear Except for the higher power You can have it here But ain't taking hours in the final loud Be going out loud What you talking about? You gotta be kidding me, homie For thinking these rappers is better than me <laughs> Please I'm way better And they never Came close to me Or nothing that I ever done I'm way better And they never Came close to me Or nothing that I ever done I'm winning and running the game again They wondering how was he doing it How was he doing it? How was he doing it? I'm winning and running the game again. They wondering how was he doing it? How was he doing it? Hold up. Yeah, it's sort of a mystery The way I be killing it, part of my history Evicting my enemies I'm basically putting them out of their misery I do it so easily They, they can't believe it, I could as he honestly The greatest ironically And that is the reason ain't nobody stopping me I know that they watching me They study me like I'm some kind of anatomy More like anomaly They playing checkers, I master monopoly Stay off of my property You heard what I said that I do to my enemies I'm all about peace in the streets But that doesn't mean I won't murder you lyrically Ain't nobody in the industry get as me Who was you? Talking back, gotta be kidding me. Send them to me, I'ma show them the bidding. Send them back to you in pieces, I'm finished. Come on, dog, you gotta be kidding for thinking these rappers is better than me. <laughs> Please, I'm way better, and they never came close to me. Or nothing that I ever done. I'm way better, and they never came close to me. Or nothing that I ever done. I'm winning and running the game again. They wondering how was he doing it. How was he doing it? How was he doing it? I'm winning and running the game again. They wondering how was he doing it? How was he doing it? Hold up. Hold up. You know, all those different changes that you're going to go through is so necessary. You know, some people don't want to do that. They, don't, they want it to be, uh, I guess, um, they, want it, they want it to be, well, we have to keep it simple, but it's not going to be. You yeah. got you to actually make it that. Life is complex. Yeah. You know, yeah. Human beings are complex. Products are complex. The market's complex. I mean, yeah. And some you, of those changes that you're going to go through, you're going to come out on the other side of it and people are going to judge you for how you're different. And they're going to judge mm -hmm. you for the change that happened. And they're not going to understand the decision that you made. They're not going to understand um, where you're at now and how that change was probably actually for the better. And I think that's another part of entrepreneurship. You got to be okay with that. Your mm -hmm. journey is yours and it's yours alone. 
and if people don't agree with it and they don't see they don't see the fire that you've gone through they don't see I mean, again to david's point they see him playing golf right now they right. don't see right you know, working all night long with his partner to fix a code before they lost you know the company to some crazy deal like people don't see that so and you've got to be okay knowing that people are only going to see the outward facing part mm-hmm. of your success or your failure and they have no idea what's happened on the other side of that you recognizing and being okay with that and knowing that doesn't matter what they think that that change that you went through is okay and you're better for it mm-hmm. that's a big part of being an entrepreneur too and that takes a strong person yeah yeah absolutely i i, I find that to be of a, a valuable strength you know I, I have no problem with promoting success or even having my success promoted but mm-hmm. at the same time keep it in check you know keep keep that success in check because somebody right around the corner is going to come and try to kick you down or, or, you know, and and it's just the battle. I mean, you know, if, if you are in business, you are in business against somebody else somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that person is out there. I mean, insignia group has many competitors, you know? And so at any time in the, you know, existence, they want to knock us off. You know, they want to, they want us out of the business. Right. And so, you've got to be okay with the battle and you've got to be okay with your successes but also don't get so caught up in you know promoting your success that you lose track of what you're actually trying to do you know it's a i don't know so the humble thing i think you know best entrepreneurs are those that are just super humble humble hustlers humble hustlers humble hustlers that could be another quote on that shirt i think that's gonna be something i like that humble hustlers. what was the the term that you came up with was something about fail fast um fail fail forward uh, no, I, oh, um, so I think it was good. just fail fast. It was just no something better than that. I'll think of it. Too. Yeah, because we were gonna make T-shirts out we of were, it. Yeah, because it's a great it's a great way to put yourself in the entrepreneurial mindset of just you know um, failure is more important than success. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I in the entrepreneurial journey, I think failure is the most important teacher mm-hmm. of of just learning, like you said. You're learning who you are. You're learning what you do best. You're learning all the things that bring you joy. I mean, a lot of a lot of times too, we have to get back to is an entrepreneurial journey is what what brings me joy? What do yeah. I like about doing what I'm doing? Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, there have been some dark times in in Signia Group's history where I would get up and it's like this is not fun. This is right. just do I really have to go to work today? And there weren't many days like that, but mm-hmm. there, there were some, and there were just enough to where I appreciate the great days, mm-hmm. you know, that much more. But the 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 tough days, the days where it's like I just don't want to get out of bed today because I don't want to face what I've got to face in the company and what's going on. That's where your metal's tested. That's where you gotta, you just gotta get through it you know and tie your gut and a knot and go you know yeah. just do it just get over it just get over it and get up um and i you know that's that's a huge part of the journey we were talking about you know uh when you put your idea down and and you see it and you're able to evolve it i i, I kind of again i'm going to be the sort of the historian here and, and be like yeah it's great and what happens is you do that 
probably every three to five years you know yeah. you're gonna adjust and make changes and you're going to uh I, I tell people right now insignia group is going through its third major evolution right now mm -hmm. uh the pandemic 2020 the car business created so many new forces for us mm -hmm. that we are completely changing our company yet again right in front of ourselves and to have the uh the 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 well the courage uh, yep. the patience uh the 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 ego right and, yeah. and i'm using that specifically because some people would say well it's the lack of ego maybe you know you're you're but no you know your ego is involved like look my company is good as it is why, why do i have to change it yeah because you're about to get tsunamied if you don't change it right you know, or better yet what's happening to us is if we <clears throat> don't change we're going to be stuck in the past. Yes, exactly. Use words coming out of my mouth. The same thing I was stuck thinking. Stuck in the now. past. Yep, you're going right. to be stuck. So you've got to be able to adjust as a small business, as an entrepreneur, and and constantly reinvent yourself. Yeah. And I think the better you are as an entrepreneur to reinvent yourself mm -hmm. at times, um, those times of challenges, those times of successes, sometimes success helps you reinvent yourself. Um, but the more that you can continue to always be self-reflective, and honest with yourself, then you're able to translate that into your organization. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that yourself, if you can't adjust, um, I had a I had a, an experience with another CEO that we were talking to that that, um, and we're we're gonna, you know, protect the innocent names, and we're just gonna call this guy Tom, right? Okay. And uh, and so Tom, we had a conversation uh, with Tom, and it was our whole team, and Tom was approaching us in a very I'm going to call it an old school way. Tom has been around a long time in the car business. He'd been a vendor in the car business a long time. So he was approaching us in a very old school way. Mm -hmm. and, and ultimately the old school way was, look, I'm going to give you a ton of business. Mm -hmm. and I want a little piece of your business that I'm going to give you. Mm -hmm. Right. And to me, that's if I had a nickel for everybody who came into Insignia Group and said, look, I'm going to give you so much business. You're going to be so rich. I'm still waiting on that. Right. You know, I am still waiting for those nickels. Um, okay, so you know, in in this time of Tom, well, I basically push back, right? Because I've been around long enough to know that Tom was full of sugar, and so I I'm basically using that word from now on. I sugar. know, right? I'm trying. Um, I really am trying. And and so uh, so you know, in this call, I, I kind of pushed back a little bit, and I said, "Look, you know, Tom, uh, this is not the way we're going to do business in this deal. We're bringing you the value." And then you're going to take that value and you're going to give it to your customers. Yeah. We're not going to your customers, right? So if anything, I'm getting a piece of your business. Mm -hmm. Oof, man, that sent Tom through the roof. Yeah. So we end this call. He he just, he he blew a, you know, he blew a gasket. I mean, he was just, he, he blew up. My The folks on my group were like, afterwards, they were like, oh my God, we thought we were going to see the real David Stringer come out because we thought you were just going to rip this guy's head off. I was yeah. like, no, he was, he was, he was self-imploding on his own. I didn't need to do anything. So we get off this call. I called the guy that uh, referred me to Tom and told yes. me it'd be a great idea to partner. I said, dude, why in the world would you have me talk to Tom? Right. And he starts laughing. He goes, I bet the call didn't go very well, did it? And I was like, no, it didn't. He's like, well, he's like, David, you're the type of entrepreneur where you have evolved over the last 20 years. Yeah. And he said, Tom hasn't evolved at all in 20 years. He's living the same day. On repeat. 
for this last 20 years. Yeah. And I was like, that is so good. He's stuck in the first day of being an entrepreneur in the automotive business, in the car, in the software business automotive, and he hasn't evolved with the rest of the group. And I thought that was such a great way. He's reliving the same day for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So yep. don't don't relive the same day. I know some people. I think that I think that's awesome. I know some people like that. But every day you got two choices: you evolve or repeat, right? Right. Yeah. Right. You no. Know. But some people choose to repeat. But I, yeah, I know some people like that. And I've distanced myself from them, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's family members and people I've been knowing for years. But, you know, they just been on the same. They talk about lessons that they learned 20, 30 years ago. And they're still living up those same lessons, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, no. What about okay. the lesson you learned from yesterday? Mm -hmm. right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Every day is a lesson. And, um, you know, and I take that as, as, as a way of turning my ills into lessons instead of losses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to do that because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you get soaked into that stuff. You let that stuff go to your head, and, I mean, your heart or whatever, and you kind of just drown in it. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Lessons but, instead of losses. I like that. Yeah, yeah man. Lessons, lessons instead of losses. losses. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's another good that's, one. Yeah, I mean, you know, but see, Solid. this is stuff that I've, you know, over the years, you well, know, I just turned to kind of, I mean, look at things differently. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, you, you talk about failure, but you got to be like, okay, I never failed. I just discovered things that didn't work. Right. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all, you know, but you got to do it. Yeah. You know? I, I always told my kids, you never fail until you quit. Yeah, that's it. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that when you, when you, when you stop trying is when you actually fail. Yeah. Right? But if you keep trying and it, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is, but if you just keep going, keep trying again, keep trying again, right. you won't fail. You'll, I mean, you may never be good at it. <laughs> I could keep trying to sing, right? Yeah. And I will never be good at it. Yeah, you know, but you know, you know what they say? They say uh, uh, practice makes perfect, but really oh, no, it's, it doesn't. It's, it's improvement. <laughs> right. That's right. what's more about improvement. Like, you know, you, right. you, you don't get perfect. Listen, I've been singing you will for improve. almost 50 years, you know, and I'm still not good at it. <laughs> well, I guess at the end of the day, is when your voice falls on certain ears, it's about the value that they place on. <laughs> I just haven't found the right ears. Well, to listen well to my voice. said, bro. Well that said. It's awesome. the value that they place because right. you know because everybody has a different level of value. That they well, at the end of the day, God just said make a joyful noise. That's it. Yeah. That yeah. is it, man. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, just perfect is boring. Yeah. Perfect is boring, isn't it? Yeah. There's uh, there's no, there's nothing new in perfection. Right. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Like hey, man, we're dropping some gems on yeah, this I podcast, know. man. I think that's that's that needs to be like anybody writing bubbles. these down? <laughs> <laughs> also, man, well, you guys have been great, man. The Gravity Center is open, yep. and y'all are... Um, um, y'all got spaces and everything available. Y'all yeah. completely... Booked, I mean. We are not. We, we've got space available. Uh, uh, MyGravityCenter.com is the website. MyGravityCenter.com. Awesome, man. Well, I know you, you guys are going to do great with that vision and everything like that. I got to get back over there and see what's new. Yes. All that yes. good stuff. I love I love that room that we was in where we did. We need to do one of those, uh, another one of those whiteboard yeah, meetings that, was, that we yeah, did. That was a lot of fun. I was yeah. thinking about that on the way over here. Yeah, so. we need to do another yeah. one of those, man. 
so we can kind of you know continue to share because it's always something to share yep absolutely because every day we're learning and, and experiencing new things um you know but we Lessons must instead of losses that's right that's what i'm taking out of this yes it. that's right man because every day we learn and we must teach what's been taught mm-hmm. correct yes. that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely i hope you all listening got some great information and all that good stuff or whatever um the address what's the address to the building gravities in it? like so for, for those of us in rock hill yep it's 150, 153 south oakland Avenue. Okay, absolutely. And then the um, website again is mygravitycenter.com. Yep, yep. Right. So don't say y'all ain't got the information and y'all don't know where the building is at and you can't find it and all that good stuff. But uh, make sure that y'all definitely stop by and, um, you know, and get the information that you need to help you be better and do not be afraid to be entrepreneurs. We just, we just on here sharing our stories and our experiences. We ain't trying to scare nobody off. That's right. <laughs> uh, we've got a great social media reach out to us. Uh, we're very accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great life to be an entrepreneur, but just know you're going to work. You're going to work. You're going to work. <laughs> you're gonna work. Go to work. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we love it. We love it. You say if you love what you do, you never work, right? That's right. That's exactly That's right. Hustling, not working. That's, That's right. right. Hustle. York County Hustlers. Yes. Man, thank you guys for coming through, man. I really enjoyed it, man. You You know, we could talk forever. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening once again. We hope you got some great information and uh, hope you was inspired and most importantly, motivated. You're listening to the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. Be sure to check back in to get more motivation anytime you need it. Thanks. We out.